Right. Episode 250, take one. Ah. Doing. Bubbles. Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from SophieLawson.com. <coughs> and this is episode 250 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast to do about the art and things with me, Caro's little Dennis. And little Dennis is with us today, and today is is episode 250. So I thought I'd celebrate by doing 250 fun facts about me. <laughs> so let's get into this one. So little Dennis is going to get us in straight away. Boing! He's he's excited. Ooh, kitty kisses. They're in their little house. You can actually watch this as a video if you wanted as well on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Dawson. But I've got no idea how long this is going to be. But I had an idea during the week of doing, I thought, what can I do for episode 250? And I thought, let's just do 250 fun facts. So this is going to be, if you're watching on the YouTube, I'll sprinkle in little clips as well. So if I'm talking about something and I've got a clip about it, I'll put a clip in. So let's just get straight into it. The first one is, I enjoy scaring my mum. <laughs> now I, hopefully I'll have a little clip of me scaring my mum. What are you doing? Oh! <laughs> Don't do that! But it's like one of my, ever since I was little, I remember when I was, when I was like in me, well, I just, as far back as I can remember, what we used to do was, we'd all go to sleep, me, me mum, me sister, and what I'd do is, my mum would be asleep in bed, or just getting ready for bed, I would crawl in, into her bedroom and, and make her jump, so I can, I can see how monsters and, scary creatures would actually get enjoyment out of scaring people because it is quite fun that's the first one the second one is my mum is the best at burping <laughs> this is another one i'm trying to get a clip for so I'll, if i can get a clip i'll put it in but i got a clip the other day but it was a, it was a sort of um it wasn't as good as mum normally does it warm in here cold out there cold out there you know, oh, pun. But she reminds me of the bloke from Simpsons. Was it Mo? <laughs> He's always burping. So number three, every day I feed the pigeons outside the French doors. And what I've noticed is, it's almost like the they, it's almost like those pigeons know when you get home. So if I get home. Early or later, they seem to know. 
so they're very clever but they sit outside fighting over the food <laughs> this is cool my favorite color is blue i love the color blue if you notice but like the sky and water well actually water isn't blue somebody said water's only blue why does water go blue when it's not really blue because water's see through Ah, is it the sun, is it the sky reflecting off the water or something? But my favourite colour is blue. I'm addicted to buying comics. Yeah. I love buying comics. I've had a guitar for years. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I've had a, it's actually missing one string. I've had this guitar. So fun fact number seven, no number six, I've had a guitar for years. Fun fact number seven. I still can't play it. I've got this little thing I do, which is like a... What I've noticed is if you've got long nails, you can't really play guitar. Oh, this is three little, three little pigs. <laughs> no, three little chords or strings. These three strings you can basically play quite nice little tunes just by um, putting your fingers in one position and all you've got to do is take your your like trigger finger when you're playing video games take that finger off and you can listen to this look wait a minute sit there for 10-20 minutes just playing around with it and even though I can't play it I get a lot of enjoyment out of it and I have got like I've got um, a couple dummies how to play guitars for dummies DVDs and books so uh, my goal is one day I'm going to be able to play that yeah that's what I, that's the thing the next thing oh I love playing on my African drum I've got this African drum so me and my sister, we went to, we learned how to play the, I believe it's called the, the, the Durumji African drums. And I actually bought one. <laughs> I love doing that. I've said this before in the podcast. One of the best things to do is put, put music put like trance music on really loud in your headphones so you can't hear nothing and just play play what you're hearing somehow you sort of get lost in the music it's like you end up somehow becoming the music it's quite cool but somebody at when we was doing the um when when we was at the um the course doing this thing they were talking about some of their experiences and what happened was this lady they were basically all playing this this drum together in a room, and it was like a it was like a spiritual session. What she said happened was she started she saw a spirit animal, and she like got taken away with this animal as she was like playing, sort of like very much like as if you you're having a dream whilst you're awake, 
Like she was, and the thing is, the um, Carlos Castaneda in his books, he talks about that. How well, there's this book, the book on the Art of Dreaming by Carlos Castaneda. He actually talks about moments like that where, where he actually like it's as if he gets teleported away, and he he, he can't work out whether he fell asleep or whether he was somehow. That's the thing. It was like so real. He couldn't work out whether it was, but it was real. It's like that. Yeah. My favourite music is above and beyond trance music. I love trance music. I sleep in a bunk bed. Sort of. It's a one of those high sleepers. So I've got like my desk in that underneath. But I love sleeping in that. It's cool. Feels like a little a kid or something. Num fact number eleven. I've been I've been over twelve months without playing video games. That's another good one as well. Because I was addicted to them. And what happened was I kept. I'd go through like. I think before it's only ever been sort of like six months or something. And then I would get back. I'd go back in and then I come back out. But like I feel like now, well at the moment I've got no desire to play video games, so I am very I am happy about that. But I also think there's nothing wrong with them either. It's just for me I didn't I don't want to be playing video games, but I do I do miss one of the, I think I, this is one of my facts actually. The only thing I miss is making my own characters. I used to love doing that. From fact number 12, my favourite painting that I've ever created is a little square one of a robin. So I did this during one of the painting challenges. And he's just a little a little robin, quite simple, but he's got something about him. Like, somehow this little painting, he feels alive for me. So I haven't done much painting in my life. But I like, that's my favourite one so far. My favourite comic so far is called The Unknown by Mark Wade and Min Minnick Oysterbeer. And I'm actually putting together a review at the moment about that one. My favourite comic book character so far is Harley Quinn. I just think she's cool. She's got a, she's got, she's, she's got a, she's a character basically. Yeah, and she's not sort of. A lot of female characters are super sexualised, but Harlequin is quite, quite normal, I suppose. So I like that about Harlequin. Favorite video game system was a PlayStation Vita. It actually had on it one of the game, a game that changed my life, which was Persona 4 Golden. That game changed my life. It did. Yeah, I just put my feet up on my drum. That's quite cool. Favourite video game character growing up was Sonic the Hedgehog. And I remember me and my friend Chris and Nia, we actually, for Comic Relief, we we put a, um, you could play, back then, this was in the 90s, back then a lot of people didn't have video games. We were like cutting edge, because <laughs> he, he had a Super Nintendo, a NES, and I had a Master System. So you, during lunch break you could come in and we started off, it was, you could watch us play. Because, like, I, 
basically I could complete sight the hedgehog without dying. And he was the same with like Mario, he was really good at Mario. So it was almost we started out with it was you could come in and watch us play, thinking that we were like huh, superstar superstars or something. But we soon realised it was better if we had it so that they could play. Because they didn't a lot of people didn't have video games at home. So we changed it and then loads of people started playing on the Sonic and stuff. Favourite artist is Ilya Kovshinov. Ilya Kovshinov is this, like, every so often you'll get an artist where everything they do is amazing. I can't really think of any Ilya Kovshinov paintings I've ever seen which I don't like. And that's amazing because he, he does so many of them. My favourite video, my favourite character from an artist is Mandy by Dean Eagle. Now, what I said before about Harlequin being non-sexualised, well Mandy is the opposite. She's completely sexualised with like big titties and stuff. But what I like about Mandy is even though she's got that, she's like super sexy and sexualised, she's also got this innocence about her. And she seems to me quite like a normal person. Fact number 19, this is something that I didn't want to accept. And it's only like recently I've started accepting it again. <laughs> but I have still got social anxiety, which is a shame. So, because what's happened is the universe, the universe is pushing me into situations now where I'm having to face. What happened was when I started going back to art class, I realised, that's when I started realising that I haven't actually got over this social anxiety thing, so that's that's just that's that's a big thing in my life at the moment is sort of working out this social anxiety. And what I'm doing is, if I go to work and I feel the anxiety, I'm what I'm doing is instead of all I'm doing is I'm just feeling it, and I'm sort of trying to work out what I'm actually feeling. And what I'm noticing is most of it is is the mind lying. The mind is saying stuff which is making me behave in certain ways but I don't know whether the mind I don't know whether well I'm for me it feels like the mind's lying all the time and what happens is if I believe the lies then I become anxious. Fact number 20 my work shoes stink. <laughs> It's because what happens is I keep getting wet feet on the way to work and I must have a hole in my shoe so my socks are always getting wet so like my shoes stink now. Fact number 21, I have a tree friend. I haven't seen him for it. I haven't seen him this year yet. I can't, I can't remember, it's been about a month since I saw him. I have a little tree friend in Saltram in the woods. I have four budgies. Pika, Tinker, Eddie and Ted. And Pika is actually named off of Pikachu. So I, I named Pika because Pika is a yellow one. You might be able to hear him in the background. Nope, silence. Number 23, I prefer animals to people. I don't know why, I just trust, I trust animals more than people. Fact number 24, mum loves sweeping the floor. <laughs> I've actually got a little video of this. Mum, Mum's always sweeping the floor. And yet last week she brought a 
a broom. Instead of doing it by hand with a little brush, she brought a broom. She was going mental with it. Because I was thinking, like, I tried to do it and and then my mum was doing it and she's like pulling up all bits of, um, well, there was like balls of, balls of fluff and stuff coming up. Fact number 25, I'm not sure I trust the moon. I still don't know whether I tr trust the moon. There's something fishy about it for me. Fact number 26, I believe stars are our souls. So what I believe is, when you look up at the, st the sky, all those stars you see in it at night time, because one of my theories is that we're all in our own universe. So like, if you was out there looking at me, you would see a star. So when I'm looking up there, all those stars are, are people. And each star is like a universe. That's, that's what I think. Fact number 27, I love Formula 1, well pre-Abby Dabby 2021, so what happened was the 2021 season of Formula 1 was probably, probably the, until the last race, the best season ever, it was unbelievable, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen going, going probably, it was just, it was, it was amazing, and then at the last race, the FIA, the, the like the, the actual sport, cheated and gave Max Verstappen the win. And at the time, I felt like I felt really as if I don't know how Lewis Hamilton must have felt, but I just felt really just like um, gutted. And what happened is last year, 2022, I couldn't get into Formula One anymore. So I don't know if. I still do love Formula One, but I, I've just got this horrible sort of. It just there's like a wound. That's what it feels like. <laughs> Number twenty-eight. My all-time favourite F1 driver is David Coulthard. He was the best overtaker. He, whenever he was wheel to wheel with Michael Schumacher, he would pull off some of the some of the best overtaking moves ever. And I love Coulthard so much. I actually created a website. It was coolfire-f1.co.uk and it got quite successful and stuff. I got like sponsorships and everything. Yeah, but what happened was because I was at uni, and what happened was I start. I did a one of our assignments for uni. This was like one of the very very first assignments we ever did. Was we had to create a website. So I created this. I created this, well. What I created a website for my dad because he had a business. And I basically just cut and pasted that and created a cool file website. And then I spent the whole of uni basically putting together this website. And what I used to do was each race I would put little um I would take I would take footage, take clips from the from the video, because this was back in this was back before you had internet like um, proper internet and streaming and stuff so I was doing everything with videotapes <laughs> it's cool fact number 29 favourite current favourite F1 driver is Lewis Hamilton because he's he's very he's ruthless but unlike Max Verstappen who is ruthless but also for me Max goes too far I feel like Lewis he's got like um, he, he's got values and honour which is about Coulthard. Coulthard was very much about values, because 
Coulthard, I would say, looked at, he never won the World Championship, I would say, because he let Hakkinen win. He let Hakkinen win two races in a row, which was his teammate, because of a gentleman's agreement. And Hakkinen basically never looked back since then. And I think it must have, it must have dented Coulthard's confidence. Because up until that point, Coulthard was actually outperforming Hakkinen. And yet Hakkinen went on to win two championships. So I do, what I've noticed here just is Lewis Hamilton and Coulthard have both got, they're both, they're both like, um, they're both on it. They honour their values. So in other words, they would rather lose, but have been nice, I suppose. But yeah, Lewis Hamilton's very aggressive as well. So fact number 30, my first ever F1 race was San Marino, 1994, Imola when Roland Ratzenberg and Ayrton Senna died. So that's, that's, that's how I got into F1. But I never looked back since then. <laughs> it was very emotional, that one. Fact number 31, I went to Silverstone two times in the 90s. And this was back when F1 cars sounded like proper, really amazing. And what happened was, if, if, an, F1, if an F1 car was coming like on the other side of the racetrack, you could hear it. You could hear the car coming miles away. And that's the thing that surprised me the most was the sound. More than the speed, like the visuals, it was the sound. Fact 32, I studied computing at Sunderland University. Fact 33, I graduated in 20, 2002. I was once a member of the official Xbox magazine plan, Fight Club UK. We actually got on the demo disc and everything. And again, we were doing stuff before YouTube. We used to make, what we do is we'd have these clan matches. And I would record, as I, as I was playing, I would record record everything on videotapes. And then I would basically create, it used to take me hours to do this. But I would go through the video and pull out clips. Because I, I had two video recorders. So I was like, basically creating it was madness but what happened was yeah what happened was if, the, if we had been doing that when YouTube was out I think it would have been a lot more I don't know the, I've still got all the videos on my computer but there's some online as well if you type in Fight Club UK Clan you might see, you might there's some of our videos are still up there but I was always the cameraman <laughs> So I very often, very rarely did I get to be in it. Fact 35. Back in the day, I was one of the best online at MotoGP. Brum! That was like um, on the Xbox. It was a bike game. It was very hard. But it probably... That and Gran Turismo have the best handling of a racing game ever. But that MotoGP... It was the first ever racing game online with the Xbox. So like the first proper console online game. I think um, the Dreamcast did do online with Metropolis Street Race or something. But it was the first Xbox one. And what happened was, I've basically been playing that game so much offline that when it went online, I was quite good at it. <laughs> and what happened was, I used to, I remember this one time at Bandcamp, this one time I got... I got taken out at the start and I was last out of a 
There's about 22 races or something. The three lap race around Mugello, because the demo, it was a demo disc at, at first, and it only had Mugello on it. So, a mile from where I was last, I was talking to Dr. Morphine, one of the um, one of the clan members, and he said, go on, because I was Kev then, he said, go on Kev, you can do it. So like, about half a lap into the first lap, because we was in a, um, we were talking to each other privately. So I'm going around here, I'm going around the racetrack, and he was what he was doing was, he was talking as I was going. <laughs> so I basically, in two and a half laps, I got, I basically got back into the lead. And he was going, as I was going past people, he was saying, hey, because he was watching the position stuff. And then it said, because my name back then was Sir Kevy, and it said, Sir Kevy takes the lead. <laughs> so like, then Dr. Morphy said, yay. It was cool. That's the thing, you see, video games are fun. They are fun, video games. But the problem is, they're just, they're just addictive. Fact number 36, I used to have a YouTube channel called The Red Bull Racer where I reviewed action figures and video games. I open it up and it turns out to be something I had ordered off, off, the, off the internet like 10 months ago which was Commander Shepard from Mass Effect and I, complete, I um, ordered this when, after I completed the game last year so I was all excited and um, having waited like so long for it I'm all excited, I open it I carefully take him out of the box, carefully cut the sellotape to keep, keep everything in a nice condition. And when I open the box, I'm thinking, oh, this is brilliant. And then I'll pick up the bag that Shepard's in. And what do I notice? What I notice is it's broke. Because look, that gun there should be on his back like that. It should be basically stuck to him, but instead it's it was it was just fl like flying around in the bag. And if you look there, you can see that that's where it's got broke. But other than that, he's awesome. <laughs> Again, I've got all the I've got all the videos on the computer on my hard drive, but I deleted the channel. And again, that got quite successful as well. But I deleted it because what happened was. I was developing this um, voice disorder and I could hardly speak and I got so sort of um, self-conscious about it I I just basically I just like quit it which is a shame really because I do wish I kept it up there but again this was right at the start of YouTube really 2006, 2007, something like that so YouTube was quite young back then Fact number 37, I currently work as a cleaner, cleaning the local co-op food shop. Yay! Fact 38, I need to sort out my cupboards. <laughs> Fact 39, my favourite art resource is the Character Design Quarterly magazine. I love that. If I've said this before, but if somebody come into my room and said, I'm going to take all your art books away, even your comics, yeah, they're going to take everything away, and you can only have one series of art magazines or books or comics or something I would pick the character design quarterly magazines because it's full of inspirational artwork it's got inspirational artwork beautiful covers really amazing articles yeah it's just a big book or magazine of inspiration for me 
fact number 40. I love hunting for bargains at car boot sales and charity shops. <laughs> you can get some amazing things. I've actually picked up a lot of graphic novels for 50p. It's crazy it is. Fact number 41. I have over 150 issues of the Imagine FX magazine. And I believe there's 222 at the moment. Yes, I'm about, I'm about, I think I'm about 60 issues away from the full collection. So one of my, one of my goals is to get the whole collection of Imagine FX magazines. I just think that'd be cool. But I've also been thinking, because I'm starting to get, because I've gotten into comics, and some of these comics are like a thousand issues. And I thought to myself, I wonder if there's anyone out there who actually has like the full run of comics. I mean that that would be quite crazy. That must be massive. That like the pile of them. But there's something about collecting magazines and comics and books. I love it. It's the same when I was playing video games. I feel like I spent more time collecting video games than playing them. This is a bit weird. That is. Fact forty-two. I don't do enough drawing anymore. Yeah. But as I've said before, I feel like. Life's like seasons, and I still do me, I still do my sketches and art class and stuff. So I'm doing just a little bit of drawing, but I don't know. I do miss those days when I was like doing nothing but drawing, but I don't feel like doing that at the moment. So I'm just doing, I'm just doing what I want to do at the moment. But I have a feeling inside of me that there will come a point, something will happen or something. And I will get back to that. But if I don't, I'm also alright with that. Yeah. This is but, but I don't know, there's something there's something that thinks I should be doing more drawing. But so uh, the next one, 43. I'm currently reading The Art of Dream The Art of Draw Dreaming by Carlos Castaneda. I'm still reading it and I'm still loving it. What I love about this is I've said this before on the podcast. What I love about it is, where's me water? What I love about it is how he's talking about things which I've actually experienced, like like strange things in the dream realm. Like the main thing that pops in my head right now is this: the way you can go third person, first person, and he like he's explaining what that is in the book. So I think it's quite. If, if the book, if the whole book ends up being as good as the first sort of half of it, I feel like this might be one of the best books on dreaming. But it's quite a deep one. It's a lot of it is is it's sort of confusing. And but I don't know if you ever get this where you you read something or hear something you don't quite understand it, but you understand it. <laughs> a lot of that happens with this. Next one. Fact number 44. 44 is the number of Lewis Hamilton and it feels special to me now, like a power number. Yes, what happened was a few years ago, the F1 drivers, instead of being numbered 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, up to 22 or something, they each, they each got to be able to pick a number. So Lewis Hamilton, as a child, he'd always, he'd always raced in go-karts with the number 44. So he basically got to bring that back. 
Now what happens to me is, because I love Lewis Hamilton, if I look at the clock or something, <coughs> if I look at the clock and it says, say, 2.44, I feel like the power of Lewis Hamilton. I know it sounds weird, but somehow that number is now special to me. Fact 45, the most important book I ever read was changing, was Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Now, I've still, I still got the original book that I had back in 2013, but this thing's sort of um, like damp, because what happened was I, I finished, I read it, finished it, it changed my life, and then I gave it to my mum, because I, I thought I knew how powerful this book is. But my mum, so far she hasn't read it, and I got it back off her, but there was a bit of damp in the plate. Mum had like left it in the cupboard or something, so it stinks a bit now. <laughs> it stinks probably worse than my shoes. It's one of those smells that gets up your nose, and it, you feel like it's actually going to sort of um, hurt you. It's a smell that like that. But this book is amazing. This book brought meditation into my life, and, well, I will always be grateful to Joe Dispenza because like I said it's that that book is probably one of the best that is the best book I've ever read I think the most important art book I've ever read is Keys to Drawing by Bert Dodgson a beautiful yellow book full of quite sort of scribbly little drawings and stuff but again this book this book made me realise that I could draw anything, and not just me, but anyone. Like you can draw anything. Anyone can draw anything, because it's not a. It's not like some sort of um, talent. For me, it's not. It's it's a skill that can be practised, and you can get better at it. So like the more you practise it, the better you get. That's probably why I. There's a part of me that wants to keep drawing, because I want to get better at it. But I love that book, Keys to Drawing by Bert Dodson. Big yellow book. 47, I am a regular lucid dreamer. <laughs> da da da! And fact 48, I very often remember going out of body at night. I say remember because I believe, I believe we are all going out of body all the time, every night. It's just mo most of the time we're not remembering it. So what happens is when you start becoming, when you start when you start keeping a dream diary, you start remembering your dreams, and then if you, the more you just dedicate yourself to dreaming, you will just naturally end up going out of body. Well, you'll remember, you'll end up remembering going out of body. Whereas I think most of the time, somehow, something makes you forget about it. I don't know why, apart from the odd occasion when people like randomly have an out of body experience. And if it what, what was that? Look like when they die or something. Hmm. I just thought about something there as well. The amount, of, the amount of time and energy that I'm putting into dreaming, like reading and sleeping, and studying dreaming. That that's probably what was going into drawing before. So what's happened is I got into drawing, and then drawing. It just ended up with me going into lucid dreaming. 
And then what's happened is I've sort of I've I've focused more on dream, lucid dreaming than drawing. So like what I said in, again, at some point in the future maybe some somehow the lucid dreaming will reach a point where it allows me to bring the art back in or something. But the thing for me is I feel like there's something really important hidden in the dream realm. And I feel like you can find it if you like um, put the work in. Because again, it's just a skill. What's this one here? Look? 49. I believe we are in our own universe. That's what I said. This is why the universe responds to you. Well, I've got an experience already. Like last last week, I basically said to myself, I'm going to have to get another job here. Like, I'm going to have to get another job. And then the universe brought another job into my life. Now, there's no way that that can be coincidence. Well, it can, but when you keep having these things happening, for me, the, the best explanation is that you're in your own universe and the universe itself is basically created just for you. So in other words, when you really want something, you get it. Even if you don't want it, if because actually Joe Dispenza talks about that in this book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. In other words, if you've got a negative thought about yourself or something, you will end up bringing that in, even though you don't want it, because you believe it, it will come. It will become true. That's all it is, it's belief. Fact number 50, I believe psychedelics can be powerful when used in the right environment. I don't understand, well I do, I was going to say, I don't understand why psychedelics have been demonised, but I believe they, they did it on purpose because they knew that if you went in there, into a psychedelic realm, you would actually get a lot of um, truth bombs. <laughs> and somebody, somebody doesn't want us mere mortals finding out the truth. That's what I'm thinking. So for me, psychedelics is, a, is the easiest way to get straight to the, where the truth bombs are. But again, if you're not ready for it, it's not a good thing, maybe. But like in the this is why I like the dream realm. The dream realm, you end up in the same place, but you get there gradually. So it's almost like, for me, like the dream realm is the best way. It's not the best way, it's my favourite way. But it's also not the only way. I feel like you should do everything. That's the thing. Psychedelics, meditation, lucid dreaming. It's all like going to the same place. Fact number 51, my mum my has a nickname Nanny Biscuit because <laughs> she loves eating biscuits. I've got a video of this. Biscuits. The problem is, I basically stopped eating biscuits for ages, but I love biscuits as well. So if you've got biscuits in your house, it's very hard to not eat biscuits when you when you love biscuits. So 
Mum is a very good teacher for me. That's what I'm thinking. But Nanny Biscuit. Yeah. Fact number 52. I'm starting to collect superhero DVDs. What I'm noticing is Marvel seem to make the the coolest DVD, the, the coolest films. But one of these facts is actually, um, well, yeah, I think Marvel make the coolest, the coolest DVDs so far that I've watched. That's what I'm thinking. My favourite superhero film so far is Deadpool, the original one. And I actually watched the second one at the weekend as well. They're just funny. They're cool they are. I like that. Fact 44, I feel uncomfortable when the tops of comic book bags get bent. So what happens is you got when you put a comic in a bag in a board and like you tape the back of it, you got like a little lip thing at the top, you tape it down. If you only tape it in the middle, what happens is the two sides flap up, like creating little wings. For some reason that that makes me feel uncomfortable. When I get a comic from the comic shop, from like the 50p bins or the £1 bins, Sometimes they've got these little flaps on them, <laughs> and I, it just makes me uncomfortable like this. Fact 55, I have three mobile phones. Because what I thought to myself was, this come about when I was drawing, and I felt like I needed my phone to do something with art, but it was getting a bit distracting. So what I've got is I've got one phone for phone calls, and it's alarm clock. I've got one phone for... Basically, um, WhatsApp, because that's where I do like a, we do like a mastermind, and then I got one phone for internet and stuff. So what I can do is, if I just want to focus, I can get rid of the, I can get rid of the phone with the internet and stuff, but still have access to a phone. Fact number fifty-six. <laughs> I only drink water. I love water, apart from at Christmas and my birthday, when I have hot chocolate. Fact 57, I only use fluoride free toothpaste, and if you go into this shop called Savers, you can get you can get a, a, a toothbrush and fluoride free toothpaste for one pound, it was one pound, it's now one twenty-five, which is a hell of a cheap, but you get a toothbrush as well. Fact 58, I love baked beans. <laughs> Fact 59, my whiteboard hasn't changed in over a year. So I've got this whiteboard above my desk. It's probably been nearer to two years now. So what I, what I used to do was, I, to be honest, that what I've never really used the whiteboard the way I want to. The way I wanted to use a whiteboard was to just scribble ideas down and just erase things and... But what happens is, I'll put an idea down, and I won't be able to get rid of it. Yeah, so I, I've actually I bought a course from, or I bought a video from Marshall Vandreff. It was only a couple of pounds, and I think it might be free now. But it was all about how to use a whiteboard. But for some, like I said, for some reason I find it quite hard to... I find it quite hard to erase things off the whiteboard. So what happens is I end up with the whiteboard staying the same. Fact number 60. I still have a turtle's piggy bank. 
from when I was a child. Little turtles piggy bank. He's missed the he's missing the bottom um the bottom black bit. But this guy has been with me since probably 19, 1992 or something. So what's that? That's like 30, 30 years. <laughs> um, one of my goals is to still have this when I die. So I think that'd be quite cool to still have this. It's actually Raphael. But my favourite turtle was always Michelangelo. Because he was like the cool one. <laughs> Michelangelo is the party dude. So he's there. <laughs> what else have we got here? Look, the robin is my spirit animal. It's amazing how many times the robin will show itself when I'm sort of in need, I suppose. The robins, I love robins. 62. I went out once with a big hole in my bum, <laughs> a big hole in the bum of my jeans. Yes, what happened was I'd, I'd gone to art class wearing these jeans. And then well, I come home and I realised there's a massive hole. Like the jeans have sp had split by the pocket. Now what I thought, because what happened was I got them in the shop for a quid. In the charity shop. They were only a pound. They're beautiful trousers as well. They've got like a flower pattern on them. And I suddenly thought to myself, where's that hole always there? And have I, have I been going out all this time with a hole in my bum? In the jeans, my, my jeans. <laughs> Because the only way I found out what happened was I was wearing them in, in the front room and I accidentally bumped into the door handle and the door handle actually went up the hole. <laughs> like the door handle went went behind the hole of the, um, the trousers and touched my skin. And I thought, hey, what? And then I, and then I realised I had out there. But my mum's sewed it up now, so I can, wear, I can wear them again. Fact 63, this is quite a cool one. I found a pair of Bluetooth headphones whilst I was walking by the river and they still work and this was like a few years ago so I, I wear those when I'm blasting out my music I thought it was quite cool so, so it just shows you like you can find anything that's what I mean the amount of stuff you find is quite crazy Fact 44, I've just started a second day job. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 beautiful and it's scary at the same time. Because it's what it's doing is it's making me face all these it's bringing to the surface a lot of anxieties and stuff. So whilst it's beautiful, it's also like I suppose scary. Fact 65. I love burning incense and I love my favourite incense is the ones by Satya. Satya. These are I love incense. This one's dragon blood. That's my favourite one it is. And I also like striking matches. There's something sat there's something oh this match is broke. There's something satisfying about about striking a match, way more sort of exciting than a um, using a lighter or something. I love fire. Fact number sixty-six. As a child, I was an arsonist. 
Yeah, an arse. Arse. An arse. Arsonist. I don't know why. I would like. I'd love to know why, but I feel like what happened is something happened in the spirit realm or something. Because I was obsessed with fire. Like if there is such a thing as past lives and stuff like that, I would imagine what's happened is in the past life I was, I was like something to do with fire or something. Because I just brought into the, I was born into this into this world with this obsession over fire. It was it was mad, mad. It was. I remember one time I was out. I used to sneak outside right at the age of probably eight or something. And I, I went sneak sneaked outside down the back lane. I went into next door's house and I set fire set fire to a piece of paper and I put it through the letterbox. <laughs> and, and I mean that's that's not good, is it? But fortunately, it didn't actually light. But my sister was like looking out the window watching me thinking what are you doing but I mean that is mental can you imagine what would have happened if that had actually um, proper set of fire or something fact 67 I recommend snuggle chair cushions <laughs> I'm actually sitting on one on this chair it's like a memory foam it's a massive thick memory foam cushion and it wraps around the chair but it's really comfortable it is I actually bought it for my mum last Christmas, but she couldn't get on with it because she we used it on the sofa, but it didn't work quite so well on the sofa. But if you've got like a computer chair, I recommend it definitely. Fact 68, I miss watching anime every morning. I used to love that. I used to come home from work, watch one episode of anime, 20 minute episode, it'd take me about an hour. <laughs> Because I'd keep pausing it and sketching scenes and poses and stuff. Fact 69, I've never read the Bible. I've got a Bible over there, but I've never read it. I've got a graphic novel version of it. Which I... Oh, that's interesting. I've got these burps and hiccups. And I always say that you get, you get burps and hiccups when you're talking about something important. That's what I've noticed. Fact 70, I believe God could potentially be a sort of AI slash supercomputer. The more I sort of look into God, or the creator, or universe or something, the more I look into it, the more I experience things, and the more, the, the more, the more I look at AI and everything, the more, it, for me, it just looks like, I wouldn't say God is a supercomputer, or an AI, but it feels like whatever that supercomputer is, like God's the same sort of thing. So it would not surprise me at all if when I die, it turns out that God is like a, a computer. And we're all like we're all like bits of code in a computer program. Fact 671, I love singing bowls. <laughs> they're, they're beautiful they are. When you play them, they create like a. Well, this I got the one I've got is a is for the throat chakra, but they've all got a different tone. And what happens is, each tone there's a bowl for each like chakra. So this one's for the throat chakra, because that's one of the main things that's out of balance with me. But when you play, when you actually play it, it's like 
Now, this sound, that sound reminds me of like when you're going out of body or something, there's, sometimes you hear that sort of sound. It's like a pure vibration thing. <laughs> I love singing bowls, eh? Put little Dennis and Kitty back in the house. Their house is actually the singing bowl. <laughs> it looks like they're in a little boat or something. A little room teacup. Fight 72, I have a little crystal tree with a load of crystals. Fact 73, I found a painted pebble while walking through the woods years ago that I still own it and it's got a little B on it and it says calm. But I think what happened was they started writing the word calm, they got a CA, they realised they couldn't fit L and M in, so they actually put L in lowercase. <laughs> so it does look a bit weird because you've got CAM in uppercase and L in lowercase. So that's the only, but I, I kind of like that because it's it's almost like it's it's that imperfection of it that makes it even more special for me. <laughs> Fact seventy four. Hey, where's that guy? I love blowing party horns. <laughs> Again, I, a, I like that sound. Fact seventy five. The sound of rain hitting a surface makes me feel good. Especially when you're inside, nice and warm, and you can hear the rain hammering down. I especially like it when you're underneath a tree or something. Like you're under the tree, you're dry, but you can hear it. I love it. It's one of my favourite sounds, that is. Fact 76, I watch too many Ali Law YouTube videos. <laughs> Fact 77, I watch too many YouTube videos. Yeah, I would say I've got a sort of addiction. Or not an addiction, it's a bad habit. Because what happens is you watch one and then you just, it's somehow you just end up watching too many. So... I've got, to, I've got to get on top of that. Fact 78, I sometimes pee the bed. <laughs> you can't help it. My feeling is, what, my feeling is, what's happening here is, I think when you pee the bed, you're in a super deep sleep. You've gone like, I think you've gone within a dream within a dream, and you can't wake up from that. But I think you're so deep in a sleep that you've detached yourself from your physical body. From like feeling your physical body, that's what I'm thinking. So your physical body is saying, I need a wee. But I think what's happened is you put, you're so far into the dream realm, you can't actually feel your physical body saying that. So instead of waking up, you just stay asleep. That's what I'm thinking is happening. Fact 79, I have a Pikachu, a little Pikachu teddy, <laughs> little plush. I've got a little one and a big one. Boing! I love him, he's cool. Pikachu's cool he is. But the big one is actually a bag. But unfortunately it's a kid's bag so it's too small for me. If that if it I would have worn that if it was bigger. 
because I just think that'd be cool walking around with a <laughs> Pikachu bag. He's a bit too he's a bit too small for me though. Fact number eighty fact number eighty. So I back in the old days I was addicted to video games and what I used to have a massive I had a basically I had a video game room. I had a room full of video game video games all the video game systems. I had like a glass cabinet with all the systems in it on like display. And I I used to collect action figures as well and statues. And the only one that I've kept is Hitomi from Dead or Alive, video game Dead or Alive. And the reason for that is Hitomi is my favouritest Dead or Alive character. And I just think she's cool. And just think about it now, I wonder if there's a Dead or Alive comic. Because that'd be cool. What I like about Hitomi though is she's 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 very much like the girl next door. Yeah. Actually, it's a bit like Harlequin, really. She's a stylized character who's also quite normal. And as I find I like that. What else have we got? Fact 81. I used to make dancing videos as the Shirt Ninja. <laughs> so this one, I'll put a video in on the thing. But, oh, we, this was again, this was back in the mid-2000s. There used to be this thing where you dressed up as a Shirt Ninja. And like did videos, that was cool it was. <laughs> Fact 82, my favourite art tool is the Tombow Mono Eraser Pen. For me that is the best art tool ever. It's basically an eraser. It's a pen, it's like an eraser inside of a pencil. Like um, it's like you're holding a pen, a pencil, but it's an eraser. So you can basically draw with your eraser. So you can like, you can draw in reverse. It's cool. It's very good for doing detailing, detailing work. Fact number eighty-three. I do my washing on a Saturday after work, <laughs> once a week. Fact eighty-four. I have a double duvet cover on my single bed because recently it was, it was very cold. Like I think it was like the end of the, the start of December. It was so cold. And what happened was the my single my the the um, the coldness was getting under the quilt, so I've got a double I've got a double quilt cover on my single bed now. That was probably one of the best things I ever did. My mum bought me that for Christmas. Yeah, I think that is that is one of the best things ever because you can like wrap yourself up in it. Fact eighty five. As a child, I never used to brush my teeth. <laughs> And I've got a funny memory about this as well. What happened was, this was at a Thornbury Primary School. This would have been about 80, this would have been about 91, 91-92. What happened was, this bloke came in, he must have been some sort of professional dentist or something. But he was talking about like, um, toothpaste and all the rest of it. And we was all sat around in a circle, and he said, right, We'll go around the class and everyone say how many times they brush their teeth. So everyone was saying twice a day, three times a day, twice a day. Yeah. So I I never brushed my teeth and I had really orange teeth. You could tell that I didn't brush my teeth. And when it got to me I said twice a day. Yeah. And you could feel you could sort of 
feel everyone looking around saying, yeah, <laughs> But that, that just shows, like, even that shows you, as a child, the social, the social thingy-majigs. In other words, instead of me being brave enough to say I don't brush my teeth, I, I sort of lied because I wanted to fit in. So even there, you can see as a child, even there, you, you've... That's crazy, isn't it? Like, that's what I mean. Like, it's a psychological thing. Fact 60... Fact 86. I have a piggy... piggy bank. <laughs> Which is cool. Not got many coins in it. But I got this little piggy... piggy bank. Which again, I got that in the in the second-hand shop. I thought it was cool. But have you ever seen those piggy banks where they don't have a thing at the bottom? So you put your money in. The only way you can get your money out is by smashing. I've never understood why. You, I've never understood why somebody would want one like that. Because you're never going to get your money out if you like the thing. Fact eighty-seven. I love the shape of dinosaurs. I just think dinosaurs have got such a cool shape about them. Especially the ones with the long necks. Yeah, they're a beautiful shape they are. And also it makes me... Um, well, I'm convinced that dinosaurs were quite friendly. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, but I love... I love the something about the shapes of dinosaurs. They, it's probably because they're like sometimes if you ever watch birds running around, especially little one, what it does is it it will put its head forward and run, and it looks like those um, dinosaurs with the leg, the two legs with the little. So I can see dinosaurs in birds. So maybe that's why I like dinosaurs because it's they remind me of birds or something. Fact number 88, seeing birds flying in the sky feels like home. There's something freeing about that. Seeing all the birds fly around. They seem so happy up there. Fact 89, the numbers 369 are the key to everything. I'm convinced of that. 3 is process, 6 is unresolved issues, and 9 is imbalance. And basically for me, everything else comes out of that. Fact number 90, I enjoy sketching characters with pink pencils. <laughs> so I've got this pink mechanical pencil and I've brought a load of pink leads. So what I do is I, I do me like my proper sketchy, sketchy things in the pink pencil and then I go over the top of it with a proper like a normal, a normal 2B grey pencil. But I just love, I love sketching in pink. I love sketching in colour really and I love seeing other artists sketches when they're using coloured pencils. I, I, I don't know why. Fact number 91. I've planned out a Peter the Penguin comic. <laughs> I've actually got um, I've got this um, filing cabinet thing and inside of it I've got loads of little filing cards with a complete story for Peter the Penguin. I've done it all in like thumbnails. 
So I, I'm looking forward to doing that. But what, I, what happened was, that's what got me into comics, to be honest, is I wanted to create my own comic, and I thought, right, I'm going to have to basically research all these other comics. So like study all these comics, and what will happen is when I sit down to do my comic, I'll be pulling in all this stuff. So that's what that's what got me into comics. But the problem is, I've got quite an addictive personality. So I've actually gone into like the collecting side of it. But I, I enjoy it. I enjoy collecting comics. But that's the ultimate goal is to come to bring it back to to make me own comic. Fact number ninety-two. I love taking notes on filing cards. Yeah. They, what you do is you get these little filing cards, like they're like index cards. And what I've started doing is, basically, when I do my podcast, I'll write the number of the podcast at the top, and I'll just write out notes for each for the podcast. So what happens is. It's just a fun way to be able to capture a load of information quickly on a little little bit of paper. And then once you're done with it, you can put it in this filing cabinet. So then you end up with, you've got all your, all the podcasts you've ever done. You've got like notes for it. So it's, it's quite handy, I think. And number 93, I covered an old rusty filing cabinet with blue vinyl. <laughs> And now it looks sexy. So what happened was, I went into, there was a, oh it was a second hand shop. They had this massive filing cabinet for two quid. And it had a load of filing cards inside. So I bought it because I thought, well, even if the, even if the cabinet itself is, if I don't use it, I, the cards themselves are worth more than two quid. But I went into the works like a shop and they had this blue vinyl which was supposed to be a pound but they had somehow mis they had mis they had mis um, priced the thingy or something so I ended up getting this f for free they ended up just giving me the blue vinyl and I've put it onto the filing cabinet it looks quite sexy I think so it just shows you like even if something appears to be damaged or like dirty or something, you can actually salvage it. I love that little cabinet. <laughs> Fact number 94. I was at the Radio 1 Roadshow in Penzance during the 1999 total eclipse. Still one of the most surreal experiences ever. To, to be in the middle of the day and all of a sudden it, it go dark. It was weird. I love that. I hope we I hope we get to see another one of those. But if you ever get a chance to see a total eclipse, I'd totally recommend it. Recommend like putting I would say go to some sort of event or something. Or or go go somewhere which will create a memory. That's what I say. Even if you like sitting on your own in the woods or something. Fact number 95, I changed school three times, <laughs> which was a bit annoying really. And I do believe that that has a sort of, um, I think that 
is one of the main factors for social anxiety because you never really got to create basically I had a, a really nice bunch of friends at Estover and I moved and I it basically I struggled really to because what when you move schools in secondary school like I was 13 it just I find it really hard so I think that's probably one of the main factors really yeah that's quite interesting fact number 96 we used to climb the trees and hide from the dinner ladies <laughs> for me I, I really did not like school at all but I loved I loved playtime at school it was like the best because uh, what happened as well was me and Thomas Huggin, um, Thomas Wadland, he actually we actually set fire to his well I set fire to his jumper. <laughs> so I set fire to his jumper and threw it in the bushes. So then he had to go back to class without a jumper. <laughs> it was funny. That's what I mean. That, that was cool. School was good in those ways. But the actual lessons, I just I didn't enjoy school at all. I found them really just pointless and anxiety filled. <laughs> Fact number 97, we used to sneak through the wire fence at school and go down Asda at lunch break. Because what happened was, you could run across the field, as long as the dinner, the dinner ladies didn't see you, you could run across the field and there's this like, wire fence, there was a hole in it, you go through the hole, down the bank, and you could go into Asda. <laughs> so you could go and get like your lunch and stuff. Fact number 98, I'm really proud of this one. I once started an oi oi whilst out clubbing. So what happens is when you when you like listen to dance music there's this thing where you go Oi oi That's it. And you go and then everyone else goes So like the, what happens is the whole room is going to the music and I went and started one of those and it felt it made me feel like what a um an, an orchestra bloke must feel like when he's he's basically controlling the crowd you know like when somebody's controlling a bunch of people it felt like that power it was really nice it was fact number 99 I've only ever drunk beer once at the age of 18 and it was disgusting <laughs> I know I shouldn't say this but I've got a feeling nobody really likes beer I'm, I'm pretty sure people are only drinking beer they think it's cool. I can't see how somebody could enjoy the taste of beer. That's just what I'm thinking. Fact number 100. I went to Disneyland Paris with everyone at college. It was my first time ever. Yeah, it was my first ever time away from home, really. And that's when I also got to drink the, the beer. <laughs> that was cool. Space Mountain was the first roller coaster I ever went on, and that was at Disneyland Paris. Because I'd always been scared of roller coasters, but everyone went on this roller, and I went and I loved it. And then what happened was, when we come back, this is fact number one hundred and two. Me and my dad, we went down Alton Towers, and I went on the Nemesis. So this was when it had first came out. So those are the two roller coasters I've been on, and I I just remember loving it. And I, it was one of those things where, if I hadn't have been pushed into doing it, I wouldn't have done it. And one of the things I've never done, which I really wanted to do, is go down a death slide. 
because my sister and my dad used to always go down these death slides and I would stand at the top as a child looking down wanting to do it but I was too scared but I'm convinced if I had just done it once I would have just been going up and down all the time it's a bit like you know those slides where you go they're like um, you go down and up down and up in little bags it was the same with that. I, I was scared to go on it. I finally went on it and then you couldn't stop me. I was on it all the time. <laughs> fun fact number 103. I love go-karting and I used to have some fun times with my dad. One of my, my favourite memories ever with my dad is he was in Spain go-karting and basically I was faster than him but what happened was I overtook him and then he was so sort of like determined to get out of me that what he did was he just there was a corner and he just basically drove straight across the grass <laughs> completely cut the corner like bounced across the grass and everything got back in front and then he was blocking me and everything but I still overtook him but that was for me that was one of the fun funnest moments with my dad ever and what I liked about it was he, he uh, it showed his determination <laughs> Yeah, but all I did was I just basically outfoxed him because I just went, I went, I did like a mantle. I went to go on the inside and went round the outside. <laughs> fun, that was fun. But then the funny thing is, the last time I went go-karting with my dad was again in Spain. But this was year, this was like, well, the, that first one with my dad was when I was about, I would have been about 18. And then the last one was when I was about 30... I'd have been about 30 or something. But so I was all like, oh, I'm going to beat my dad. So we went down this go kart track, and dad kept saying, oh, these ones are quite hard. The first one was very, you could basically turn the steering wheel with your finger. And he was saying, oh, this one's really quite hard. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, thinking I'm going to beat my dad. And then what happened was, if, uh, we go around, we do a warm up lap, and already I'm thinking, God, this, this, this is quite hard actually. And then the, the Basically what happened was you had to do one lap slowly and then you could put your foot down and go for it. So I put my foot down and the first, what happened was it, I tried to turn into the corner but it's like I didn't have enough strength to turn and I went straight on into the barrier. I didn't crash into the barrier, I crashed through the barrier. <laughs> I actually went right through the barrier my, and they had to come and pull me out. And then what happened was I couldn't, I wasn't strong enough to turn the go-kart. So basically... I was just getting lapped all the time by my, my dad and his friend. And that, that was the first moment I realised like the strength that these racing drivers must actually have. And it was also quite sad as well because I thought, oh, you know, I thought I was quite good. But, <laughs> but it's still fun though. Fact 104, my favourite family memory as a kid was our camping holidays down Perrinporth each year. Yeah, we used to, each year we would go camping, me, my dad, my mum and my sister. Oh, that was brilliant. And what I like about that is, you don't have to go abroad or do anything fancy. You just go down, go down in a little, in a tent. Keep it simple. <laughs> 105. I once went out for a joyride when I was 13 and got chased by the police. That was a fun one. So what happened was, basically, like there was a load of, um, you know, 
naughty people, I suppose, living in the house. And what I thought they, they said, one of them said, do you want to come out for a joyride? I was 13, so I went out. What happened is, we're coming home with this car that he's stolen, and suddenly the police are behind us, so he starts bombing, we're, we're like in the proper police chase. And he gets home back to where, we, where, where I live, he dumps the car outside of this school. So what happened was, I had basically, I was wearing like a jumper, I tucked into my trousers and I had emptied the cassette tapes down the top of my jumper. Yeah, because this was back when you didn't have CDs, you had these cassette tapes. So my jumper was full up with cassette tapes. So he basically stops the car, jumps out, the police are coming. So I get out of the passenger seat, we had to climb up this massive school gate. And when I got to the top of it, because I also had all these um, cassettes in my jumper, I was like, I, I almost fell off the, the gate because I did the balance and I jumped down there. We ran across the school the schoolyard and we had to jump off this massive wall, get inside. And he said, don't put the lights on because they might, you know. But I was thinking to myself the other day, you wouldn't be able to get away with that now because like now you'd have, you'd have security cameras everywhere. So I do think to myself, it's probably quite hard now to be a, a criminal. And that's probably why a lot of criminals have probably gone into like doing um, website stuff. Because it's just probably getting too hard now to... It's a shame really, because like I said before, this is quite fun being naughty. Yeah. That's probably why I like um, Ali Law on YouTube. Because Ali Law, he reminds me of my childhood when I just... I, was, I didn't care. As a child, I was fearless, and I do think, even though that's naughty, that fearless, that that part of it, I think the energy of that fearlessness, the energy of that naughtiness, which is the fearlessness, I do think you need that. So what happens is, you say, "Well, I'm not going to be naughty anymore," but you might lose that sort of fearlessness, which is a good thing. It's all about channeling that sort of energy into something positive. That's what I'm thinking. Fact number 106. <laughs> I set fire to the local electricity box when I was about eight and got chased across the local field by the police. <laughs> Again, fun times. But I remember what happened was me and my friend, we, we had this big electric box right outside my house. It had a little hole in it, so we set fire to it. Somebody called the police, so we're running across this field, we get caught, and I remember the police taking me home, and my dad gave me a right good telling off for that. <laughs> this is quite funny. It didn't stop me though. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? it did. I still kept doing it. Fact number 107. Me and my sister used to compare handprints after our dad smacked us for being naughty. <laughs> How cool is that? What would happen is he'd smack you and you'd get like, um, your bum would go, say your bum or your leg or something, it would, you would have, you'd have a handprint on your skin. How mad is that? Fact number one, 108, my favourite TV show was Lost. Now, looking back at it now, I realised that TV show was covering all of the things I'm into now. Like spiritual things, time travel ghosts so basically in a strange way I, I was 
because I didn't I didn't know that I liked that sort of stuff but that's what it was and also characters the TV show Lost for me was all about characters so in a funny way when I look back at that why, why I like that show it's all the things I like now and also if if you were a fan of it you'd realize you would have noticed that 108 is one of the numbers <laughs> 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. That was the numbers of Lost. And that was the numbers that Rousseau, I think it was, Danielle Rousseau was repeating on the um, on the um, computer thing. But 108 was one of the numbers as well. A recurring number. What fun, fun fact, number 109. My favourite character from Lost was John Locke. He was brilliant. What I liked about him was... I could really relate to him. He was quite a tragic character in a strange way, but for me, he was he's a favourite character. I love him. And what happened after that? When the TV show ended, he he started doing other things. He did this one called Room something. So what? I wonder what he's doing now. Fun fact number one hundred and ten. I used to have a pair of finches called Charlie and Locke <laughs> yeah but they died and when they died I actually did a little drawing of them there's a video on my YouTube of that drawing it was the first page of my sketchbook but they were named after John Locke and Charlie from the TV show Lost fun fact number 111 when I was little as a child I would have these weird dreams about cubes <laughs> The more is the more now that I'm old I'm older and I've gotten into dreaming, I'm thinking that these cubes are actually sort of representing because what it, what happened was you had this big cube and like a little cube and they were sort of interacting. Well, at first a few years ago I thought it was like the big cube was your higher self and the little cube is you. And it was like the big cube, your higher self was sort of healing you or something. What I'm thinking now is because I've since then I've actually I've looked into like um fifth dimensional fourth dimensional shapes and there's this one called um Tesla or something. But what it is is it's like a cube within a cube. Now what I'm thinking is I'm wondering whether as a child I was seeing a a fourth dimensional shape or a fifth dimensional shape. I'm not sure which it is. But I was I'm wondering whether I was looking at it thinking it was two cubes but in fact it was actually one cube and this is another thing as well you start thinking well what if what if that's what's happening here your higher self and you they seem separate but they're actually part of the same shape <laughs> so maybe it's actually both it is it is your higher self and you but it's also it's a fourth dimensional experience or something what's this one part number 112 I'm still self-conscious about my hair <laughs> da, da, da. yeah I've gotten a lot better because I now go to work without wearing a hat or anything but the thing is I still I still don't like the way I look without a hat on so there's a I don't know how to get over that I don't know whether I should just accept that I don't like the way I look without a hat on. <laughs> that seems like the only thing to do, really. 
but I am pushing myself to not wear the hat. Like the fact that I go to work without wearing a hat, because I've got like bald patches and stuff. So that is, in a strange way, I am. Um, I, I, there's a part of me that doesn't care about it anymore, but I'm still sort of attached to it somehow. Fun fact number 113, I have a little spider finger puppet who wears a top hat. <laughs> he's cool, hey, he's cool, he's, he's like a little, um, again, I got him for 20p in the second hand shop. He's just a little fun little figure, a little puppet, finger puppet. Fun fact number 114, I love the sound of water. I love being under the water. There's something about being underwater wearing goggles. I don't know, I love it. It feels like you're in a different world down there. And then the next one, I'll put fun fact number 116 I can't swim. <laughs> Which is quite strange because I love water, I love being under the water, but I can't swim. And I did try to start swimming a few years ago. And I realised the only reason I can't swim is because I can't. I'm tense. I'm too tense, and I don't know how to let go. And I, I just re it's it's like a paradox. To let go, you have to stop trying to let go, but you end up trying to stop letting go, which means you're still trying. So I, I just realised I, I don't think I can swim. I don't think I'm going to be able to swim whilst my mind is trying to. Whilst I'm trying, it's like I was trying to swim with my mind. But one of my goals, one of my dreams, is to be able to swim, because I just, I would love to be able to swim, basically. One one seven. I still wonder why farts smell different in the bath. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, but hmm. if you fart in the bath, that bubble comes up. It somehow smells different, so I wonder why that happens. 118, I broke my camera and Kindle by sitting on it while taking photos last year. Well, and this is quite funny. I went out taking photos and I sat on my Kindle and I, I got an app on my Kindle which is a, um, it's one of these apps which takes a photo on your camera. So like every five seconds it would take a photo so I could just go and pose with it taking photos. So I sat on that and I couldn't use it. I went out the next day with with a, a phone using an app and then I knocked my camera over. Yeah. So it was two two incidents in two two days. It was quite strange. And then I never went out again after that uh, that year. I bought I bought a new Kindle but I don't know, it just the um yeah last year was a funny year. So next one, I prefer sunsets to sunrise. I find the lighting way more exciting at a sunset because like, everything goes orange. I love sunsets and I love the fact as well that it's going into the darkness. Fact number 120, I love being outside at night. I, lo I love outside, especially when it's been raining and you've got lights and like the lights are shining off the surface where you've got puddles and stuff. 
Dark is my favourite time travel film slash TV show. In other words, the best... I love time travel, and for me, the best... The best story around time travel is the TV show Dark. I just think it's perfection. My favourite chocolate bar is Cadbury's Twirl. <laughs> but I don't eat chocolate. I only eat chocolate at Christmas, my birthday and Easter. And occasionally. But my favourite chocolate bar is the Twirl. It's basically a, a Cadbury's Flake wrapped in chocolate. I love that. I enjoy watching Bald Foodie Guy on YouTube. <laughs> He's cool. What he does is he buys, he buys stuff and then he eats it. And you basically watch him eating it and he says what he thinks. It's one of these things that you sort of think, why am I watching this sometimes? But I like him. Well, how are we doing out there? I hope you're all absolutely spot on. And thanks for watching this video. Now I've been shopping. I've been to Asda. Come and have a look what I've got. Fact one, two, four. I enjoy raiding the 50p bins in the local comic shop. In the local comic shop, they've got a big row of... £1 and 50p comics um, my favourite thing is just to spend half an hour to an hour or something going through each of these comics the local comic shop owners this is the next one the local comic shop owners say hello Sophie <laughs> when I walk in now I, I, how nice is that? so, so when, you go in, you go, when I go in the comic shop they say hello Sophie <laughs> uh, that's what I love about that comic shop they feel like friends. They don't feel like, um... Well, this actually goes into the next one. Fact number 126. I cried when Little Camden Town, my favourite shop in town, shut down. So what happened was, like, there's this, there was this shop in town. And what he, did, what he does is he goes to, like, um... The tip. Where they throw things away. And he basically gets all the, all the stuff that people have thrown away. And he's... He's got just a massive junk shop, basically, and it, you would go in there and the shelves would be piled with stuff and you'd have to go hunting for stuff. But I found so many stuff in there, like video game posters, books, comics, teddy bears, yeah, you would find anything. And that's the thing, you never knew what you was going to find, but you always come out of there with something and he was really cheap as well. What happened was one day... This was about the first week of December in November. We went in there and he said everything's free. And when he went in there, there was hardly anything in there. And then it turns out he'd basically he'd had to leave. So I started crying. <laughs> and I thought to myself, the reason for that is they were like friends. It's like the comic shop. You're, not, you're going into that shop to buy something. But really, is you've made friends with them, I suppose. I like, I like that, but this is quite cool. Yesterday, me and my mum was in town, and I actually bumped into this the block, one of the blokes who runs the little Comden town, and I said oh, hello, and I said, and he's basically in the process of buying a new shop in town. So hopefully, that'll come back. And then, well, what I'd like to do is, one of my little goals or something, would be go in there with a camera and <laughs> film it. Fact 127, I bought a colour-changing light bulb months ago, but still haven't fitted it. <laughs> so I've got a bowl for the, like, the light on the ceiling, and you can, you can download an app, 
and the app will change the colour of the lights. So I thought it might be quite cool for the podcast. Because I could see it with blue lights on and stuff. My favourite food is ice cream. But again, I, I'm not eating... Well, we've got some ice cream left over from Christmas. And then as soon as that's gone, I'm not allowed to eat ice cream again. But the good thing about that is, it means when it's Christmas or something, you allow yourself ice cream, you actually enjoy it a lot more. Derek the Doinkey hangs on the microphone over my desk. <laughs> so, so whilst I'm on my computer, little Derek the Donkey is always watching me. He's, he's quite, I like him. <laughs> Fact number 130, when, I, when it gets cold, my fingers turn white. So I've got this weird thing where my fingers will turn white and they will get quite painful. So that's why I'm always wearing gloves when I'm outside. And I also get these like little um, spots on my fingers. Like chillblains, I think they're called. This next one, I always wear gloves outside. Yeah, even if it's sunny, well it has to be really, really hot for me to not wear gloves. So I'm always wearing gloves I am. Fact number 132, I love the sound of clicking fingers. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's a, I like that sound. This is something I've actually observed over the last year. Because I was getting a lot of runny noses at work. And I've started noticing, if I'm anxious, I'll get a runny nose. And I've been trying to work out, and I'm still not quite sure, but... I'm trying to work out if I get anxious because I've got a runny nose because you think somebody might see you with a runny nose or am I anxious and it creates a runny nose I'm, fi- I, I'm more and more convinced that I get anxious and then I get a runny nose which I don't know why that is but it's just an observation I've had Fact 134 I have way too many clothes in my cupboard so one of the things about going to the car boots and stuff is you get like t-shirts for 50p and stuff and jeans and trousers for 50p and so you end up with this pile of clothes <laughs> which you never use because I've, I've thought to myself really I've only got like three or four outfits that I wear and most of the time I actually either wear my my work clothes or my pyjamas so that's so really what I need to do is get rid of my clothes. But the problem is, I sort of think, I don't want to get rid of that because I might I might wear that. But I want to get rid of them so I've got more room for comics. Because <laughs> in my cupboard I've got these two massive big bookshelves. But I've got they're full up with clothes. And my goal is I'm going to try and get all my books onto those so I can have more comics out here in my room. Fact 135, little Dennis and Kitty sit together on my computer desk. So all the all my puppets are sitting on one side, but little Dennis and Kitty are actually on their own. Because they're the lovers. <laughs> Fact 136, as soon as I get home from work, I put my pyjamas on. And I'm actually recording this in my pyjamas as well. Because I find pyjamas are comfortable. So I think you might as well just wear, you might as well wear what makes you comfortable, that's what I think. 137, I love beans on toast. <laughs> Me and my mum recorded a little um, video about this. 
it's quite funny. For me, I could eat beans on toast every day, I think. My favourite kind as a child was Thundercats. And I've actually found some old Thundercat comics. Yeah, but you had like Lino, Tiger, and Mumra. <laughs> and it's quite funny actually, because Mumra, well, he lived in the pyramid. And this one here, it was 35p on the 23rd of April 1988. So I was eight years old when that came out. I loved Thundercats, it was my favourite thing. What I used to do was, here's that theme tune. Thundercats. What's this here? I have loads of unopened comic parcels. Yeah, over on my um, on my other desk, I've got loads of parcels for, of comics. So what I'm going to be doing is, I thought what I'm going to do is each month, at the end of each month, I'm just going to open up all my comics. It's quite hard though, because you buy a comic, you're excited for it, but you've got to save it for the video. <laughs> I thought it might be quite cool actually to have a monthly unboxing of comics. Fact number one four zero. I enjoy itching my head. I don't know why, but I enjoy itching my head. And then what happens is sometimes you itch it so much you get like this little scab on your head. And I enjoy sort of itching that scab. I know it's a bit weird. It's one of and my mum's always saying stop it. <laughs> one four one. I dislike the smell of cigarettes. It, there's an emotional there's an emotional something deep going on there. The smell of cigarettes it sort of triggers me. So I need to do a bit of work on that. 142. I do 48-hour fasts a few times a year. I think last year I did three. So what you do is you don't eat for, for two days. And it's quite interesting what happens. And what I found is, every single time I've done it, a fast, it's always been different. Either it's a, it's a physical thing, like you feel pain, or you get a deep deep emotional stuff going on but well, I've, I've, for me the, for, I like fasting yeah farting number 143 I enjoy walking yeah I love walking and I do sometimes think about there will be a point in the future where I might not be able to walk anymore like when you get quite old or something and you've got to maybe sit in a little wheelchair or something and I sort of think, oh, am I going to go into the woods or something? Like, when it's like that. So what happens there is it makes me appreciate walking through the woods. Because uh, there might be a day or something when you can't do it. Fact 144. So far, I prefer DC to Marvel. Even though Marvel make the... My favourite is... Well, so far, they make the most fun films... I think in terms of character designs, I just find DC has more... I just like the characters of DC more than Marvel at the moment. And also DC is very dark and like gritty. So that's just at the moment, but I'm, I'm only quite new into the comics. 146, I always used to play JRPGs. So like, whereas everyone at work was playing first person shooters, I was always the odd one out playing Japanese role-playing role games. 
I don't know, it's weird, but my whole life I've always been the odd one out. It's a bit weird. But what happened was, instead of just playing first person shooters because everyone else was, because I could tell that some people were playing games that they didn't really want to play, but like everyone else was playing them. But for me, I always played what I wanted to play. Hmm. And they always used to take the mick out of me as well, saying, well, just like saying horrible things, but I was like, well, I don't, I, I like playing these games. The thing I miss most about video games is creating your own character and going off on an adventure with them. Yeah, I, I did miss that, especially something like Skyrim. There's like something magical about that. You can really get lost in it. And so far, I haven't found a way to experience that sort of connection with a character than, than like that. Fact one for eight, I have a massive crocodile soft toy <laughs> which you can hide things in its mouth. So again, I got this from the second hand shop. I think he was a pound. He's a big massive crocodile and you can hide things in his mouth. Look, listen, his, his mouth has got a zip on it. I don't know if you can hear that. And inside, da da da, Peter the Penguin. <laughs> it's quite cool. You can hide, you can hide stuff in his mouth. And when when I bought this at the um, car boot sale, the lady said, "Oh, the kids always hiding the remotes in that." <laughs> Which I thought was quite cool. You put your remote control in it. I still feel like a child. So I'm 42, nearly 43. And I still feel like a child, and I have a feeling that everyone still feels like a child. Yeah, your body gets older, and you can you're feeling old sometimes because your body's getting older. But like, if you take your body away, I think you still feel the same as when you was little. So like for me, that's already saying that you're not your body. Fact 150. I often meditate on people I love dying. You should, if you've never done this, you should try it. Like, really, 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 really feel what it's going to be like when somebody you love dies. And it's, for me, they're some of the deepest meditations that you can ever have. That's what I think. Fact 151. I need to buy some long boxes to store my comics. <laughs> yeah, because... Well, what happens is if you if you start squeezing comics on the shelf, you can actually damage them, and also you can't really pile comics on top of each other. You have to keep them sideways. So I'm going to get some long boxes. The works, which is a shop in town, make my favourite A5 sketchbooks. So they make this sketchbook. It used to be one pound. It's since gone up to one pound fifty. But even at one pound fifty, it's still brilliant. You get 72 pages. It's by Crawford and Black. And it's just really cheap paper. But it's for some reason it's brilliant. And it's spiral bound as well, so you can lay it out flat. I've got a little sketch now, Bobby. <laughs> my sister's dog. They're my favourite sketchbooks. They last well, they last for ages if you're not doing much drawing. <laughs> but I love these. Plop. What's the next one? Look. 
My favourite film is The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I watched that, recently watched it again, and it's, for me it still holds up. And I found out, which is quite surprising, that that film is based off of a book called The Running Man, which is actually by um, Stephen King. So the author of that book isn't Stephen King, but it is Stephen King, because he used a different name. So I thought that was quite interesting. So like Stephen King was experimenting with with different sort of topics or something. But it makes me wonder, what other books has, say, Stephen King or something created, which weren't successful and you never knew that he... You'll never know that Stephen King created them. Hmm. It's quite interesting. The fact number one for five four. I still haven't watched Avatar 2 yet, because three hours seems too long for the cinema. I want to, to watch it in that 4DX where the seats move, but it's like over three hours long. 155, I love numbers, they have energies. That's it. For me, numbers are powerful. And recently I've been seeing, when I've been looking at the clock, I keep seeing 1111. Or, like, you know, I keep seeing double numbers. Two 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 two. So, and when that happens, you, you can feel you can feel like what well, I can feel like it, there's an energy to the numbers. I have a feeling being transgender is some form of spirit possession. That's fact number one five six. So, so obviously I'm transgender, but. <laughs> that was a funny sound. I don't know how to explain it, but I'm... F well, it's just a thought. But I'm thinking... I'm thinking that, that... Transgender, that feeling of... Feeling like you're somebody else inside of a body. That, that, for me, that's some sort of spirit possession. And I don't know whether it's that you're... I don't know whether it's that you're the spirit... F and you're thinking you're the body... Or whether you're the body, the person in the body. Because basically you're going to end up with two people. The person in the body and the spirit that doesn't have a body. So so like I'm still wondering, who am I? Who am I really? Am I the person that was in the body to start with? Which you'd have to say was Kevin. Or am I Sophie? This spirit that's come into the body. Or am I neither of them? Like, is the body itself some sort of spirit? Like when you're born, maybe you maybe Kevin goes into the body, but the body's already there. Like maybe what I mean is maybe you're like an you're like an observer, observing Kevin. But what happens is if a spirit comes in, like called Sophie, you as the observer, you now are, you're now, you're now seeing and feeling two spirits, so you're getting confused. Whereas most people will only ever, they'll only ever be observing like the Kevin spirit, so the observer will feel like it's Kevin. But like somebody who's transgender has got is the observer observing these two spirits. That's what I'm thinking. Fact number one five seven. This is a good one. At a car boot sale, I found a an external hard drive. 
an LG external no an LG external DVD player, which also works on the Mac, and basically it works. And it was a quid. So what I can do is now I can sit and watch like superhero films <laughs> on the Mac, which doesn't have a um, it doesn't have a DVD drive. And I can also connect this up to the Surface Pro as well. So that for me, this is why I love car boot sales. You, you find like bargains. Number 158, I'm always running out of hard drive space. <laughs> yeah, I ended up buying a, I think it was a 3 terabyte hard drive. Even that's not enough, because when you're making videos, you've just got... So what happened is now, I've actually started deleting the raw footage. So when I, when I create a video for YouTube, what I'll do is I'll, I'll only keep the finished rendered one because I, I don't have enough space for it else. So I don't, know how, I don't know how people who are working with 4K footage, I don't know how they're able, they must have like just so many hard drives or something. Fight number 159, I prefer silence to noise. In fact, number 160, I prefer nature to man-made. I prefer sleep to walking. I prefer cats to dogs. <laughs> I prefer traditional to digital. And that goes for art, comics, paintings, everything. Yeah, I just prefer traditional. But I still love digital, but there's something about traditional that just feels a bit more special for me. 164, I prefer the paper of old comics to newer ones. Yeah, the, the old comics, they're on like really thin, rough like sketchbook paper. And I don't know why, it just feels like, um, maybe what it is, is as a child I was reading comics with that paper. And it's reminding me of that. Because I used to like, like read the Beano and stuff. But I don't think it is just that, because there's something about that paper... Because in the Imagine FX magazine, they went through a, they went through like a period where they made the traditional section, which was like a little five pages or something at the end of the magazine. For a period, they made that sketchbook paper, so it, f it felt like rough and textury. And I think that's all it is. It just it's the texture of it. It's like, and that's why I, that's one of the reasons why I like traditional better, because traditional, you're feeling textures. Whereas with digital, you're not feeling things. That's what I'm thinking. Number 165, jelly cats are cool. <laughs> so I've got these little jelly cats. <laughs> I've got a little lion. A little mouse. Who's got a big, he's got a big tail, which you can actually put between his legs. <laughs> and it just looks like he's got a willy, which is cool. And a little froggy. So I bought this little froggy in um, TK Maxx, still got his tags. I've had him for ages. And he was the first ever jelly cat that I got. And I love him, I do. But these other ones, well again, you find them at the car boot sales and stuff. For like 50p. The best thing is in um, second hand shops. Because sometimes, if you go through the soft toy bins in second hand shops, Sometimes you'll find jelly cats in there because they don't realise that jelly cats are worth a lot of money. <laughs> so like they're in there with the regular toys, which is cool. 
I love the little jelly cats. <laughs> I often wonder how I'm going to die. Number one six oh that's interesting. Number one six six. Imagine if that was a number six six six. The thing is though we're all gonna die. It's the one thing we know that's gonna happen, and yet we don't know how it's gonna happen. And there's like so many ways you could die. Because I think to myself, am I gonna die in a comical way? Like tripping over my shoelaces and falling down the stairs or something? Am I gonna get murdered or assassinated? Am I gonna just naturally die in my sleep? Yeah, I, I don't know, I find it interesting. And I think to myself, if I could be told how I was going to die, would I like to know? And I think I would. Number 167, I have a thing for rubber ducks. <laughs> 168, I can't waste food. Yeah, I just, I can't throw food away. So what I do is I feed it to the birds. Because Robert Wagner is my favourite lucid dreaming expert. I would say Robert Wagner and Dr. Joe Spencer and Bert Dodgson. So the artist Bert Dodgson, Dr. Joe Dispenza and Robert Wagner, those three people have actually changed my life via their books. So um, Robert Wagner, a lucid dreaming expert, what happened was I, started, I, I had a spontaneous lucid dream right after I started this podcast and that's when I found Robert Wagner and what he did was he showed me that in the dream realm is a much deeper magical place than what you what I ever thought it was but the, what I like about Robert Wagner is he goes he goes into like the deep the deepness of the dream realm 170 I used to chase my sister around the house with the kitchen knives <laughs> again I was crazy as a child I would say there was like a little demon in me or something and the thing is, I have to accept that that's still inside of me. Because it, it, you don't just get rid of that sort of thing. So what happened was, my sister, well, we were both as bad as one another. I was, I was worse. I took it more to the extreme, but she did do stuff to me. <laughs> but this one time, I remember, she basically ran into the bathroom, and I was, like, throwing the kitchen knife underneath the door, the little gap in the door. <laughs> it's mental. It's fun though, it's like memories, you know? So like the next one, my sister once put me in a duvet cover and tied me to a lamppost outside. <laughs> and all I had on was a pair of pants. Because she was with her friend Kelly. So like, that, you know, that's the thing that she was doing to me as well. <laughs> but again, I find it funny now looking back. Because it's like, it's created memories. So we, we both sort of, in a strange way, we were both sort of... Um, torturing each other but we enjoyed it I know we did well I enjoyed it as well fact 172 <laughs> I used to I used to hide aerosol cans in the local bonfire because we lived in this place where there was a big grassy bank right around the corner and every year everyone would put all the all the kids would basically build a bonfire so we were going around collecting wood and stuff and we used to basically play in this bonfire. So what happened is I would just throw these aerosol cans in there. So when it come to bonfire night and they lit it, <laughs> you'd have these mini explosions with these aerosol cans going off. Again, looking back now, it's dangerous. But at the time, it was fun because you just didn't realise it was dangerous.
173, I had my Walkman taken off me at school for, my, for playing Michael Jackson on the speaker system. So what happened was, it was in French, French class, they used to have this cassette thing where they would play like French cassettes or phrases and you had to, the class had to sort of repeat it. So the teacher went out and I took me um, Michael Jackson cassette, put it in and I was playing it and then when he come back in, he took me Walkman off me and me uh, Michael Jackson thing. I never got that Walkman back then. 174, me and Chris and Nia at school used to record our own radio shows on cassette tapes. So again, this was like in the 80s, in the mid, in the mid to late 80s. You didn't have the internet or nothing. So like we were basically, I feel like if we were kids now with the with YouTube and stuff, we would probably be making YouTube videos and stuff. Unfortunately, I haven't got any of those tapes anymore because I, I kept them. But in one of the moves, because I've moved quite a lot, I can't remember when, but when, in one of the moves, they just got lost. So I don't actually have that anymore, which is a shame. But like, we used to swear a lot as well, <laughs> as kids. My sister is a West Ham fan, and I'm not into football. <laughs> That's it. But the thing, my, my sister's really got into football, she has. Yeah, the only time I get into football is the World Cup, but even that, I didn't I didn't watch any of the World Cup, the last one, and I only watched the final or the, um, the Euros. If England had got to the final of the World Cup, I would have watched it. But I used to love watching the World Cup. I remember World Cup 1994 with Brazil. I, that, I fell in love with that. And the funny thing is, England wasn't even in that one. But I don't know what it was about that World Cup. It's just it really. I think I like I loved the sexiness of the Brazilian football team, like the way they played football. Fact number one seven seven. I've seen a UFO three times that I can remember. One was this. Well, two of them were like orbs. Actually, four. Two were orbs. I've seen one of those white flying like eggs. Like the supersonic egg things, and I've also seen like a donut shaped thing. So, but it also makes me wonder how many UFOs are you not seeing? Number 178, I want a cat. Yeah, we're not allowed cats here, but huh, there's a little, well, about four months ago or something, a little black cat come up here, so we let him in, and then because we've got budgies. This little cat started going for the budgies, so we can't let him in anymore. Otherwise, I'd let him in all the time. <laughs> Fact one seven nine. Ah, oh, this is a sad one. So on one of the podcasts, it was the one when I was talking about the TV show Dark. It was a walk and talk during the night, and I was walking to work, and on the way to work every single morning, there was a little cat that would sit down by this little grassy bit. And every single morning they would come up to me and I'd feed them. And then, but what happened is a few months ago, no, last month, the cat has basically gone. And there used to be a sign up on the thing, it's been there for a couple of years, and it said, Hello, my name is Socks. I'm a cat that lives around the corner, I'm happy here and stuff. Well, somebody's took the sign down. So I'm thinking that the, that the cat, which was called Socks, has died. Or something. 
And the, the thing is, she was acting a, they were acting a bit weird. The last couple of weeks before they disappeared, they were basically, they stopped coming up to me all the time. And they were just like sleeping a lot and they seemed a bit weird. So I'm thinking she actually died. And what happens now is every time I walk past there, it's empty. And it just feels a bit sort of, it feels a bit sort of, um, it just feels empty without her there. It's quite strange. Fact number 180, I used to paint Warhammer figures. Those little metal figures. Yeah, yeah I used to, and then, well the next one, I've always wanted to play a Dungeons and Dragons type game. Something like that. Or even Warhammer or something. But I've never, I've never actually played it. Probably because never had um, friends who had played them or something. But I used to love painting the little figures. Fact number eight one one eight two. Me and my sister used to throw peanuts <laughs> at the break on the VHS board game Atmosphere. I am the Gatekeeper. This again was in the eighties. I don't know if you've ever seen it. There was a board game in the eighties called Atmosphere. And you had like the dungeon master, he basically was on a video and he would talk to you and tell you to do things. So but what happens is, by the end of it, instead of being all scared of him or something, we were just throwing peanuts at his head. <laughs> Which shows you how once you've, once you've broken the illusion, like the fear of something, it's gone. Which is why I think we have to forget that we are we're spirits when we come here. Because then we think we're human, so we can be scared of everything. I I like I like using bottle corks instead of bottle tops. <laughs> One because it makes a cool noise, but also I I, don't, I like it basically. So basically, my bottles are always apart from the one at work. Yeah, I use bottle top um, bottle corks. And again, I went to a second hand shop, this lady, she had a massive bag of, of corks. How much was it? They were, listen to this, they were, 30, they were 30p each, these corks, they were 30p each, right? And she had a bag of them of about, there's probably about 40 or 50 corks in there. It's a really big bag of corks, right? And I, and I said, how much for all of them? And she said, a pound. So they were 30p each, and there's a, probably at least 200 corks in there. I'm thinking there's at least 200. There's a lot. Uh, well, there's a lot of corks in there. So if you're saying 30p each, 30, 60, 90, three corks for a pound. I would have said four corks for a pound would have been a bargain, but she gave me this massive bag of them. So I've got I've got enough corks now for years. What's the next one? I like routine. Yeah, this is one of the things I. It was only yesterday that I noticed this because I've been trying to process why it is that certain people trigger anxiety in me. And what I've noticed is it's people who are super spontaneous, like young crazy people who are unpredictable basically so unpredictableness 
actually makes me anxious. So, so that's quite interesting because I can, I can now start asking, well, why is it that unpredictableness makes me feel anxious? So already I like routine, and that's why I like routine, because routine allows me to talk, control stuff. So that's what it is. Spontaneous people, or people who are who are unpredictable, are are out of control for me. Like, yeah, it breaks my. It makes me feel anxious. So I've got to work on that as well. One eight five. I used to be scared of getting on a bus. No, I don't even think about it now. So it's mad. Yeah, I used to be terrified of that. I once went to art therapy and remember always drawing trees. <laughs> but at the time, I didn't. I didn't think nothing of it. But I don't know. I, I like that now. I used to draw Formula One cars, and I only stopped. Well, this was in the late mid to late 90s and I, I, I only stopped drawing well I was going to say because my dad said pointless <laughs> but I wish I'd sort of kept drawing really but as a child but my work bag is falling apart <laughs> and my mum sewed it up actually I've got two new bags hanging up over here really nice ones but I want to keep using that one that one I've got so my mum sewed the handle back on Fact number 189, I'm wondering where Character Design Quarterly Magazine issue number 23 is, because I feel like it's late, so I'm going to have to do an email about that I think. <laughs> number 190, I love Saltram, the local woods. It's probably my favourite place in the world, Saltram. I enjoy being out in the rain, as long as you're not going to work. <laughs> yeah, like, basically the last couple of weeks, all I've done, every time I've gone to, to work, I've gotten wet. It doesn't bother me that much, but I look—I don't enjoy it like the way I do when I'm out. If I'm outside and it starts raining and I'm not doing anything, I love it. I made a wind guard for my phone out of a foam hair roller. <laughs> so what you can do is, if you get this little, you know those foam rollers that people put like roll their hair up with, you get one of those and cut it. It creates like a little sort of, like a little, like a little soft, like um, basically you can slot your phone into it, and it covers up the microphone thing, and it acts as like a wind protector, which is quite nice. <laughs> My kitchen cutlery drawer is a mess. <laughs> I'd like to do some dumpster diving, but too scared of getting caught. So there's this bloke on YouTube. He what he does is he goes through the bins outside shops and he goes through the bin at CEX and he's pulling out like things like PlayStation 4 controllers and stuff not all the time but like every so often or he goes to Smithy's a toy shop he's going through the bins and he's pulling out toys and stuff it's crazy the stuff that people are throwing away it's stupid and also because I work at a co-op they do have a habit of throwing food away and you sort of think, well, and the reason is that they, they're not allowed to give the food away because if the person got ill, like if they give the food, the food away to homeless and the homeless person got ill, they could actually sue the shop. So that's why the shops, they have to like throw it away, I think. 
This is weird. Number 195. I struggle to get rid of things. Yeah, I struggle. I, I have this feeling of I might need it. Or might, but I've got to get over that. I've got to start getting rid of stuff. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Fact number 196. When I do these Imagine FX Year videos, I actually film the whole lot in one go. So it takes about two to three hours. It takes about three hours. Yeah, so for three hours I'm filming each issue. <laughs> Just a little fun little fact. But I find that's the best way to do it. Fact number 197, I cry a lot. And I feel like crying is truth. It's like the way of God communicating. That's what I think. There's why because have you ever had this thing where you cry, you don't know why you're crying, but you, you're just crying? For me that's like truth. It's like when you look at say something really beautiful, but absolutely beautiful, you just start crying. So it, what happens is you, you can't explain the beautiful feeling you're feeling. The only way to explain it is to cry. So for me like crying is like truth. 198, I need a new eyeshadow makeup brush. <laughs> 199. I enjoy plucking hairs with tweezers. Yeah. Boing. I love doing that. Isn't there's like it hurts a little bit. But I don't know, even though it hurts, you sort of enjoy it somehow. Here, look. Fact number two hundred. I often think about what I'd do if I was having a bath and it fell through the roof to downstairs. I don't know why, but I think about that a lot. Imagine you're having a bath. And what happens is the bath falls through the, through the floor, down to the room next door, but you're still in the bath, like naked. <laughs> and there's... what would you do? I'm sure that must have happened to someone. Like if the floorboard rotted enough, I'm sure the bath could fall through the, through the ceiling. Fact number 201, I love crumpets with loads of butter. <laughs> 202, I enjoy pretending I'm a racing car. Brum, brum. What I do is, when I'm outside, well, especially at like traffic lights, what I do is, like I'm a pedestrian, I'm waiting for the green man. As soon as the green man goes, I've like put myself into gear. <laughs> or put, when I, if I come out to the, the, the traffic lights and it's a red man, I'll put my handbrake on. <laughs> and then what I do is, as I go around the corner, I'm sort of, I've always done that, ever since I was little. And especially when it's raining, when I'm raining, when it's raining, I sort of, as I go around the corners, I pretend I'm sliding. <laughs> and so every so often I'll sort of, I'll like crash into the wall and I'll do Murray Walker commentary. But I like doing the sound effects as well, because it's... Number 203. I miss Murray Walker, Formula One commentator. I think if Murray Walker wasn't commentating on Formula One when I was a child, I don't think I would have got into it because he he basically he spoke from the heart. And look at that! Out that a colossal that's pencil. I don't think anyone has ever spoken more from the heart than Murray Walker. And you could feel like the passion of him. It was he was amazing he was. And also I miss 
I miss Michael Jackson. Again, something, uh, Michael Jackson was very special, and I, I just, well, I, I think there was something nefarious going on with his death, that's what I think. And then number 205, Michael Jackson's bag was the first cassette tape I ever owned as a child. And I still remember what happened is I was into Michael Jackson, my sister was into Take That. That was a bit later on though. She was into Five Star. <laughs> my dad was into Rod Stewart. And what would happen is when we go out to London in the car, like my dad would play Rod Stewart so, and I would play Michael Jackson. So like whenever I hear Michael Jackson songs from the Bad album, I sort of think about it in the car with me mum and dad and my sister. And also with Rod Stewart as well. <laughs> Fact number 206. The Commodore 64 was my first video game system. So that's where it all started. Video games. The old Commodore 64. 207. Treasure Island Dizzy. Also, I do think the Commodore 64 was way better than the Spectrum. The ZX Spectrum and the Amstrad. So I don't understand really why the Spectrum was so popular. And it was clearly because the Commodore 64, you had in the, in my memory, it's like the color. It's like everything was coloured in properly, whereas the Spectrum, everything was coloured in with squares. So it's almost like if they if they coloured in a character on the on the Spectrum, it was like one big massive pixel of colour. <laughs> so it was like the character basically became just a square of colour. Whereas on the Commodore 64, it was like the character kept its shape. So Treasure Island Dizzy was the first video game I ever bought with my own pocket money. And I remember I took it home, I played it, and I couldn't get past the first screen. Because what you had to do was you had to pick up this treasure chest, which was like hidden in the background. You had to pick that treasure chest up, take it over to the right to the left, drop it, jump on top of it and you could get up to the cliff. But what happened was I didn't realise that you could pick things up. Because this was back in the day before the internet or anything. So like for for weeks, I was basically, all I could do was go into the water and die. Because <laughs> I didn't have a snorkel. Or I could just walk along the beach. Like two screens worth of... So basically I never played that game until I got a, a copy of Zap64 with a... Um, it had like a walkthrough in it. And it said, pick up the treasure chest. And that's when I realised, ah, I can pick, I can pick objects up. And then basically that, that video game series became one of my favourites, the Dizzies. Because it was like a um it was like a it was like a sort of puzzle platforming game. The next one, 208, I used to be known as the Oracle at my old job due to my video game knowledge. <laughs> but yeah, basically if you needed to know anything about video games, it's like I was a database of video game knowledge. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm rusty now basically anything up until the PS3 I still know quite a lot about but anything after the PS3 because I stopped playing video games it's just gone but it just it shows you how, how much information you can hold inside your head Zap64 is my fav favourite video game magazine ever I remember inside you used to get these little Cartoon characters, like each of the writers and the editors, had a little caricature. 
So there was like a sort of a personality to that magazine. Number 210. Getting free video game demos with magazines used to make me so happy. You always used to get a demo disc with PlayStation magazines. And even as up 64, you used to get cassette tapes. So it's like you each month you bought... Basically what happened was, they, that was all I ever got really. So as a child, all I mostly I played demos. So each month I got this magazine. It's like I got my mum's worth of video games. <laughs> it was brilliant. Whereas now, like you just you download the demos, so you've you've lost that specialness. I think. Two one one. I used to turn the TV off if I heard Dad coming up the stairs, <laughs> as he didn't like me playing video games. So I used to, if I heard him come up the stairs, I'd quickly pretend I was reading or something. Which that you can sort of see that. For me, that's like a psychological thing. That is. Some like I sort of you, what I'm thinking from that is it makes me think I feared I was scared of my dad, and I wasn't allowed to be myself. That's what I'm thinking. But I was, but it was me stopping myself. Two one two. I didn't renew my PlayStation Plus subscription, which ran out two months ago. So basically, I've been I've been subscribed to PlayStation Plus every day since 2010 when it first launched. And there was only one month I missed, which was the month when you got Call of Duty on the Vita. Because what happened was in 2013 I stopped playing, no 2015 or something, 2014, I stopped playing video games. And I let my subscription lapse. And then what happened was, because I let it lapse, it made me think about video games. And then I started playing video games again. But I missed a month of PlayStation Plus. It was one or two months I missed, but that's the first time, I've, whereas now I've missed another two months. <laughs> so it is a bit weird because I, I sort of, well if I go on my PlayStation, if I ever went on a PlayStation, on like the computer, you can log into your PlayStation account. If you go into your library, you've just, you've got loads of games there. So like, if I ever bought a video game in a PlayStation 5 or something, I've got a bunch of, I've got loads of games to play. Which is good and it's bad as well. <laughs> two one three. Being on the computer too long makes me feel weird, like a zombie. And two one four. I recommend computer glasses. So what you can do is, if you go onto Amazon, you can buy these computer glasses. And what it is is, it's just, it's basically, it's just a sheet of glass which is like tinted, and it blocks out the. It doesn't. Your vision doesn't change. But what it does is it blocks out a certain colour of light and it makes everything like an orange, a yellowy colour. Only subtle. But what it does is it, it it basically takes the strain off your eyes. Now what was happening was when I was doing I was studying with SVS Learn and I was like online art class, I was doing a lot of stuff on the computer. My eyes was also when I was working on a website, my eyes was hurting. So and I was, when I was doing my digital painting, my eyes was hurting. So what happened was, I got these glasses, and instead of being able to spend an hour without, and then starting to get my eyes hurting, I could just go all day, like working in Photoshop or something. So those glasses are amazing. And the funny thing is, if I sit down at the computer, when I'm editing a podcast or something, within five minutes, my eyes will say, you've got to wear your glasses. Yeah. 
So like, because your body does talk to you. The next one, I recently picked up a creative illustration. Yeah, I picked up this book called Creative Illustration by Anthony Loomis. I got this in the second hand shop. I can't remember, but I want to say it was like two quid. It's this massive thick book by Andrew Andrew Loomis, and I've actually I've actually got one of these, a couple of these other ones. I've got figure drawing for all it's worth and drawing the head and hands. Now I didn't find those books. I could never get into those books, but this one, when I flick through it, it's got some beautiful illustrations in it like drawings and stuff so if nothing else I, I just want to go through it to look at it but everybody seems to sort of recommend Andrew Loomis and who's the other one? Bridgman but I, I so far haven't been able to connect with Andrew Loomis but I've, I've got a funny feeling again one day in the future when I'm, I'm a bit wiser I think I think it might connect with me more, but it might not. <laughs> but yeah, that looks, that looks cool, that does. And it even had its dust jacket and everything. So again, another reason why I love the, the, the second-hand shops. One of my favourite podcasts is Event Horizon by Mark Anthony Peterson. He talks about, like, really interesting topics. Hey, you, podcast listener. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Take the blue pill. You wake up in your bed and go back to listening to mundane podcasts that won't challenge your religious beliefs and your so-called truths about reality, the universe, and consciousness. Take the red pill. Subscribe to the Event Horizon podcast, hosted by Mark Anthony Peterson. And he will show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Event Horizon takes a walk into the paranormal with a splash of conspiracy. It's the podcast that would be born if David Icke and the X-Files had a baby. Subscribe to the Event Horizon podcast by Mark Anthony Peterson on Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Stitcher, or any of your other favorite podcast platforms. Remember, all we are offering is the truth, nothing more. One of my favorite YouTube channels is the Origin Homestead with Dan and Laura. Hi, we're Laura and Dan. We've bought a beautiful rustic Portuguese barn and have literally zero knowledge of building and farming, but plan on converting it into a beautiful off-grid homestead. Follow us on our journey. So what they're doing is they're, they're basically they're moving off grid, living off grid, and they're just basically documenting their journey from starting with nothing to eventually living off grid and with a vegetable garden and everything. <laughs> so they're going to be self-sustaining, self-sufficient. But it's just it's, it's fascinating because what happens is they're they're bringing in a hint of funniness. <laughs> But they're also showing, they're like not scared to say this is hard. They're just keeping it real, I suppose. 218, I enjoy watching motorsport crash compilation videos. Now this goes back to the first race I ever saw, which was San Marino F1 race at Imola. 
Not only did Ayrton Senna and Ronan Ratzenberg die, the race was full of crashes. You had a crash at the start, when a wheel flew off into the crowd. You had a crash in the pit lane. You had a massive crash for Rubens Barrichello in practice as well. So the whole way, the whole weekend was just full of carnage, really. Now, as horrible as that is, I did. There is, and I think a lot of, I think most people who watch motorsport will say that they enjoy the crashes. As long as nobody gets hurt, there's something really exciting about seeing a car crashing, seeing it just like smashing into bits and stuff. Like I said, as long as nobody gets hurt. So that's like, that's one of my, one of my guilty pleasures. But again, I tried to imagine being in that car. Like, what would it feel like to be in, in a crash like that? 219, I miss having a bicycle, but I haven't got any room for one at the moment. So I'm still trying to work out how can I have a bike. Because I, I, for me, riding a bicycle, especially when you zoom in downhill, it's one of the most freeing experiences ever. I find it hard to breathe sometimes while meditating. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I can't actually... They're saying, like, breathe in deeply. Sometimes I just... I don't... I feel like I'm not doing it right. Heh! <laughs> yeah, fun fact number 221. I've always found Superman to be a boring-looking character. Yeah, for me, I just find him boring, really. That's what I'm thinking. I like... The actual character's cool, like what he gets up to, but in terms of character design, I just think he's a bit boring. And it's the same, the next fact, same for Super Mario. But when you think about it, all Super Mario is, well, I'll put it here, he's just a fat bloke. <laughs> he's a fat bloke who's a plumber. He's not really a very exciting character, and yet somehow he's become super iconic. Which is which is weird, because like for me, Sonic the Hedgehog is Sonic the Hedgehog is a, a proper character. Super Mario isn't, but I think what happened was Super Mario probably I have to accept had a better game. So what happened is people probably fell in love with Mario because it was a better game. So if the if Mar Super Mario if the game itself was rubbish, then. I don't think anyone would have um, connected with, Super, with Mario, whereas Sonic, if Sonic was a rubbish game, I think people still would have fallen in love with Sonic. That's what I think. <coughs> Sometimes when I have a Wii, I stand up, but I realise I haven't finished yet. Yeah, that's another one. The next one, I would love to go back in time to the dinosaurs. Yeah, because I'm sure that dinosaurs and humans were actually living together. That's what I'm thinking. And also, I just want to see what these dinosaurs were like. Were they friendly or something? 225, I'm a vegetarian. I haven't eaten meat in yonks. And I don't, I don't miss meat. I haven't eaten fish in years. Because what happened was, I, I stopped eating meat, like, just ages ago. Like, even as a child, I wasn't really eating meat. But fish, I love fish. But a few years ago, I stopped eating fish, and I, I do miss fish cakes. <laughs> I do miss me fish cakes. I don't know what it is, but basically, they've created fake fish. They've created fake fish fingers, 
they've created fake scampi. They still haven't created fake fish cakes. I don't know why that is. The next one, I always have a slice of bread with my dinner. <laughs> Even if I'm eating a curry, I'll have a, I'll have a curry sandwich. Yeah. I like to st I'd like to stop taking female hormones. That's another fun fact. But there's something that's stopping me doing it at the moment. But I feel like in the future I will be not taking hormones anymore. So I just think to myself, well, you might as well stop doing it now. Fact number 230. My favourite podcasts to record are Walk and Talks. I love those ones. I, I just love being outside talking. And I find that when you're outside talking, somehow more truths come out. That's what I'm thinking. But also, it's a nice, there's a nice like um, connection with with nature. Fact number two, three, one. I love cereal. So what I do is one of my lucid dreaming practices is, as long as I've gone to bed at the right time, I will wake up about eleven, ten, eleven, twelve at night. And I'll get up and have a bowl of cereal and then go back to bed and nine times out of ten I'll have a lucid dream. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the cereal, it's just like, I don't know, it's my favourite time to eat cereal is in the middle of the night. Because I think if you eat it in the morning, I'm normally rushing to work so I don't eat it in the morning. And then at night time, well I love cereal all the time but my favourite is in the middle of the night. Number 232, Saturday night is movie night. <laughs> what I do is, every Saturday night, because I don't have to work, Sunday is the only day I don't work, so I don't have to get up early. <laughs> so I have a little watch a film on Saturday nights. Number 233, I do exercise every morning before work. So I do sit-ups, stretches, uh, my favourite one, that I feel the most sort of, is when you you stand up with your arms up in the air and then you bend right down and touch your toes. I feel like that's when I feel the most stretchiness going on. Next one, my favourite Christmas film is The Muppets Christmas Carol. So I've watched that for the last three Christmases in a row now and it's still as funny as the first time. So I've got a feeling every day for the rest of my life I'll be watching Muppets, Muppets Christmas Carol at Christmas. Me and my sister were once on Celebrity Juice for about half a second. <laughs> so at the end, and in the end credits, you can see me and my sister running, because we were in the audience, you can see us running down the stairs. So what happened is my sister was wearing a, a onesie, a, um, a rabbit onesie. So she actually ran down onto the stage. And I got, basically the security come up and said, no, no more, right in front of me. So I didn't get on the stage, but my sister did. But in the video, when it went out on live, when it went out on TV, you could see you could see me and my sister running down the stairs. <laughs> That's quite cool. The next one, I can't read a book without tagging interesting quotes and sections. Yeah, basically, what happens is, if I'm reading a book... It, the book will end up with just tags all over the place. It's just like the way I like to do it. Like I said, it takes me a long time to read a book because I'm constantly thinking about everything. 
My favourite art book series is the Sketching from the Imagination collection by 3D Tilt Publishing. There's actually a new one out called Sketching from the Imagination Myths. It's been out for about probably even maybe a year now and I still haven't got it. But I'm going to get it very soon because it's my favourite series. It's just I've been distracted by a lot of other things at the minute. So the next one, I don't use social media, apart from YouTube. For me, YouTube has become like a search engine and everything. The next one, 239, I never pick up calls unless I know who it is. <laughs> 240, I once pranked called me mum with an Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard. I'll actually play the clip in here because I've still got the clip on my computer. <laughs> it's quite funny it is. Yes. Yeah. 
But this was back in, this was like 20 years ago. You know, 20, 16 years ago. The next one, I sometimes think little Dennis is alive. <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't know what it is about little Dennis, but I've got a feeling he is actually alive. The next one, my favourite character design quarterly magazine is issue number six, which actually had Lowish on the cover. It's a beautiful one, it is. And then the next, the next fact, my fate. So issue number six is my favourite character design quarterly magazine. My favourite Imagine FX magazine is issue number eighty-five. And this is with. I'm going to. I'm going to struggle to say this name. But the artist is called Yu Wang. I believe that's what they're called. Yu Wang. Yu Wang, my lord. Something like that. Actually, it says in the in the comic in the magazine it says the artist is called Sakumi Chan. So I think the the artist that I've got written down on my notes is the artist who did the regular cover. Yeah, maybe. Number eighty-five. Unless I've picked out the wrong one. <laughs> eighty-five. No, I don't know what's happened there. But it's a beautiful cover. Fun fact number four, two, four, four. I love washing my feet in the sink. I really do. It's something. It's just beautiful. It, especially after you've been working, you come home. It's my favourite thing. Especially because my. Um, especially because my shoes stink. <laughs> we work shoes. Two, four, five. I have over 2,400 unread emails. <laughs> I think you're just going to have to delete them at some point. Two, four, six. I will be living off grid in the future. Ba -ba -da! Whatever that means. Because that's the thing. You d I don't know what it means, but I know that for me, the way of life of living off grid, self sufficiency, that's what I want in the future. But I'm gonna have to stop buying all these comics and stuff because <laughs> you won't be. That's what I mean. At the moment, the way I am at the moment, it's not the way I need to be. And at the moment, I'm still attached to buying stuff. So until I've got over that, I won't be able to live off grid. So, so what's got to happen is the the desire for living off grid has got to become stronger than the desire for buying comics. And I can feel that at some point that will happen. It's just how long will it take sort of thing. <laughs> Number 247, I've got a neck ache writing all of these fun facts. So I actually wrote all of these fun facts on Saturday. It took me ages, like probably three or four hours to write all these. And I did it all in one sitting. And what happened was, my neck started hurting. <laughs> Here look, fact number 248, I eat an apple every day. Mm. I love the sound of crunching apples. Yeah, for me, like an, an apple is the best. You don't need nothing else when you've got an apple. And the reason I love apples so much is 
they protect themselves so you can just put it in your bag whereas like anything else most other things well, what I do in the, what I do is on the way to work I eat a a satsuma like an easy peeler so that's got its own little I put that in my pocket but my apple goes in the bag so it, that's like the best snack for, for me I think 249 my favourite fruit is grapes or are grapes I love grapes like just you just eat them like that <laughs> and then it, number 250 the final fun fact I'm super grateful for you listening and watching these podcasts thank you so much little Dennis's heart's beating with love yeah I would say thank you very much for watching these like the thing is with me I just I just sort of I'm quite sort of messy I suppose like what I mean is everything just goes all over the place and I know I know that's not to everyone's liking but it's one of these things where I enjoy doing podcasts like this <laughs> and I think the, the only reason I've got to episode 250 is because I'm enjoying myself I suppose yeah if I was like if I wasn't enjoying myself I, would, I wouldn't be doing it anymore oh and a bonus a bonus fun fact I wear lucky socks when I'm doing the podcast <laughs> which are full of holes but they're like um they're turquoise coloured socks which are apparently that colour is supposed to be lucky but these socks got old in them now but I still wear them because <laughs> they're, they're lucky socks but what it is is well basically that colour turquoise is supposed to be good for communication which is one of the reasons why the throat sh- why I've got the throat chakra singing bowl and also the the singing bowl comes in a turquoise like little cushion thing that it sits on because that's the colour of communication like healing communication which is what a podcast all about yeah the podcast is all about healing my communication wounds that's quite cool but it, it does remind me of my favourite driver David Coulthard he used to wear these lucky pants and I think it was pants yeah pants yeah I think it was pants but basically they were full of holes but they were these lucky pants so he always wore them I don't know I just find that quite funny but that's it for this Boing. how long did I go on for? nearly three hours well two and a half hours little Dennis has said it's game over sunshine and I'm going to go and have a big drink and something to eat but thank you so much for watching these and please tell me if there's anything you ever want me to talk about and stuff because I'll talk about anything as long as it's sort of linked because I feel like this podcast is like a bubble and you've got like art dreams so the, like the bubble is full of different things so even though you're talking about different things you're still sort of talking about the same thing which is the bubble 
So as long as like the thing fits in that bubble, <laughs> I'll talk about it. So that's it for this one. I hope you enjoyed it. All that's left is this week's inspirational quote. And it's actually going to go to a quote from the back cover of the book Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And what it says is, and I love this, this basically sums up the book. You are not doomed by your genes and hardwired to be a certain way for the rest of your life. Yeah, see, a lot of people, myself included, and even now I still think, like with this social anxiety stuff, I sort of think that that's just the way I'm going to have to be for the rest of my life. But I'm convinced if I can, because it is all psychological, if I can, for me it feels like a puzzle really. You're, you're like unravelling a puzzle which has created this social anxiety thing. If I can unravel this puzzle, I'm convinced that I can be free from it. And maybe being free from it means I'm still exactly the same. It's just there's no... There's no attachment to the anxiety or something. So you might still be feeling anxious, but you're not feeling anxious about the anxiousness. <laughs> it's like you sort of accepted the anxiousness, so you will no longer be anxious. Even though you might still be feeling the anxious feelings, you won't be feeling anxious. I think, but, well, this week's inspirational quote you are not doomed by your genes and hardwired to be a certain way for the rest of your life. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah. I think it's time for a little sing song. Yes, did you hear that? Let's see if I can. Um, Basically, when I was at uni, there was a, a bloke called Sam, and he was really good at playing guitar. This was back in 2000, the year 2000, and he's what got me into guitar. So, and basically what happened was he, was, he was showing me basics of playing guitar, but what would happen is we'd go out drinking, and when we'd come home, he would he'd get his guitar out and we'd all be singing and dancing around the kitchen <laughs> and we, one of the things that he always used to play and the sky is grey and the sky is grey I've been for a walk da, da, da. and that's so whenever I hear that song now I think of that I think of that memory of being in the kitchen dancing yeah <laughs> it's cool but we were making so much noise the girl downstairs would often come up complaining it's naughty really but it was fun that's the thing. <laughs> See, what happened is, because I've got long nails, I need to cut my nails, really.
this as well, look. You go, what you do, you go. satisfying just playing playing the thing even though you're not maybe very good and that's one of the things I love about that's one of the things I love about create being creative really is even if you're not good at it as long as you're having fun I think that's what it matters really 